I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Heidi ho. Heidi ho, everybody. I'm Leisha. And Kate. And we are pants. Yes, we are. I'm ready for you to move closer uh, to and me. And the um, neighbors that I have to deal with, that could be happening sooner than later. So. Oh, is that guy, is the actor that built the bathroom? Every time. Homemade honestly, Leash, every uh, Honestly, every time the sun shines and it's nice outside, he is to prove to the neighborhood that he's in his backyard. Is he? St- did he ever complete his bathtub pool that he was trying to build? I think so. Yes, he did. Have because he- I, 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 have I seen it? Yeah, I kind of peeked through the the fence where there's like a little break. It looks like shit. I'm sure you do. It I does. was not impressed by the craftsmanship. <laughs> well, he talked a lot about it, and you heard. Oh, you heard all his. And he shared it with everybody about- on the street. Mm-hmm. I like honestly. I, I actually want to speak to the other neighbors and say, I know it's not just me, right? Does he use it, or does it kind of sit there empty? Or is it full, oh, I don't like go, full of mold? I don't, I don't go that deep. I just wanted to see, I just, I'd heard about it I, without asking for months on end. So when it was, sure. fun, and, he, and he did the work <laughs> himself. So actually the other day I was gardening and I was like, oh, there's that little space in the fence. I'll, I'll take a peek. And so I peeked and I was like, huh. There it looks is. Looks like shit. Looks like shit. What is he talking about now? What is he? Oh, I don't know. He's playing music and, 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 and I think having a few friends over. I heard more than one voice. That's why. He's like, COVID's over. Totally. Hey, look, the numbers are down. Come over. Right. It's like one of those. Wear a mask when you're outside so you don't get like the, his breath jumping over your fence. Oh, I can't enjoy the backyard any longer when he's out there. I just avoid it. I stay on the opposite side (laughs) of the house. I'm never going to win. So I just say, fuck it. I'll just stay to the opposite side so I don't have to hear him. Because he just, like I said in the past, this, this, this man's taste in music is, you know, Oh, I forgot about that. What was it mm-hmm. again? Like he, he plays Hanson and he thinks he's being ironic when really he just sounds like a tool. Really? He's like, I'm so psyched I get to play this right now. Completely. Completely. How old are they now? They must be. Who? The guy, the guys from Hanson. 
Wow, you went from that story to really wondering well, where those just, three brothers I, my went. My curiosity. Pizza wow, where did they been? go? What have they been up to? I, I mean, bet, are they you know still what? Playing. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> Speaking of this problem that we're having right now, yeah, our friend Bobby John, who lives in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. is a big listener of Pants, and apparently he screams at his radio a lot. Or whatever he's, you know, if he's in his car, whatever he's listening on his device, because we get so many things wrong or we we don't remember the names of things. Yeah. And he was like, can I be your phone a friend when I don't? So I thought that was a fantastic idea. Well, what don't we remember that he's frustrated about? Right here, right now. We just we don't know where Hanson is. He, He probably knows. He's probably so like, you think, they're living in, you know, he's like yelling at the. They're my neighbors. They're <laughs> right next to me. But he did. Um, he he's a fantastic lesbro. That's how he'd like. He wants to be phone a lesbro. And I was like, let okay. me look and I'll talk to I'll talk to all the pants people. OK. Um, but he did he write me the other day and said, well, we would have to just try. But he did. This is the correction from last week. The movie y'all were trying to remember last week, Outrageous Fortune, Bette Midler and Shelley yes. Long in yes. a madcap yes. opposite unite to defeat, opposites unite to defeat Russian spies. It's a gem. That's Great what movie. it was. That's what it was. Thank yeah. you, Bobby John. Thank you, Bobby John. So um, there you go. Autocorrect. Our, wait, hold on. Our producer just wrote, wrote said the Hanson brothers. Wait. Can you bring that back up again? She said it was 40. They're 40. They're 37. And 35. Damn. I wow. remember when they were See, 10. That's what I'm, that's what what I'm saying. It's kind of fascinating, right? I would get them confused with the young son from that um, house, that, that, that show about, oh, God. Bobby, where are you? I need you. What's that TV show? <laughs> that was a sitcom. It was popular in the early 90s. It was... Uh, the Tim Allen show, and he played the guy with the, a neighbor, and he had the three sons. Home and one improvement. Of them, thank you, home improvement. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, I would get the home improvement son and the Hanson kids confused. <laughs> thank you again, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thank you, Melissa. Wow, she's really on there. Like. <laughs> it was fun seeing uh, you at work yesterday. It was fun. It was nice. I feel like I haven't seen you at work. We're on such opposite schedules. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it's like we did it. We got It'll to see you, and then then you leave. Oh, right. I mean, that's how it works. They don't pay us to hang out and talk. I know. <laughs> like, can we pay you guys to stay here? And just... I mean, they're loss. You know, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Listen, like that's an early wrap on Leisha and Kate. Now they're just going to sit over there and they're just going to chat. We actually did. I actually did stay because we broke right at lunch and Mm -hmm. I stayed to eat lunch with you, even though I could leave because you had one more scene. Because I had. Right. I know. And I appreciate that. I actually tried to leave and you said, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going home. And you're like, to what? (laughs) Precisely. And I was like, to my life. And you're like, stay with me. What do you come on? What do you? So I did. Well, can I, could I, I just, I, well, I thought your logic was ridiculous. You had a piece of fish in your lunch and you're going to get in your hot car and battle traffic all the way back to your house to eat it alone. Sounds like a blast. Sit here and eat it with me. Right. 
It was fresher. Right? I actually didn't eat it because I was like, Oof. okay. Yeah, I know. I had it was the a little questionable. However, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that <laughs> that was the objective was to bring this fish back in your hot car back to your You're house. You're right. Right. Uh, I do a, put the air a, conditioner on. Yeah, still. I get your point. You know, like I didn't agree with that life decision. So I peer pressured you. And do you, you if me. you ever order food in the house, do you get, do you not order fish ever? Is that like, you're like, oh, the traveling is gross. No, I have. I, from one or two restaurants. I mean, we get sushi. Imagine what I've that's I've had sushi doing. delivered to that. Leisha, I have right. not been to a restaurant since last year, like March. I know. I'm talking about what, sitting in someone's hot car. Right. So think about it. We've ordered sushi a few times. It's 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 not a it's not a routine. Nice eating sushi in the restaurant. You know what I mean? It, it, it is. Remember that whole thing that was happening like eight years ago, where it was the bottled water became a thing about like it, like the plastic leaks something into it. Because if it's mm-hmm. if you leave it in your hot car and then you come back and you drink mm-hmm. it, it's not good for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. What always fascinated me about that was hasn't that bottle of water been through so much before it's in my hot car? Yes. Hasn't it been in a hot warehouse and then a hot truck on a yes. hot day that gets yeah. to that store, finally gets refrigerated? Yeah. And then, I don't know. That's I always why thought I like ever it drink didn't bo- just start that, here. That's why I never drink bottled water. No, me either. But it bottles. Just, I always thought that was funny. People just no, reference right. like the moment they have it. They're like, what's happening to this bottle? Right. Meanwhile, it's had a whole life before you. <laughs> like, it, yeah, exactly. You it know? traveled like during it, yeah, it traveled there. through Texas through uh, during the August month. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. I get absolutely. it. I get it. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's why you get glass bottles. That's one of my stoner thoughts for you. I get it. I get it. What else you got? <laughs> Honestly, I had the, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sort of tired. These The last two days you're at work, they were really today. long. I'm sorry. I listen. I had two. Um, I had some super early calls back to back to back, and I'm a little, I'm a little pooped. Forgive me. But no, you're pooped. A little. Pooped, the good news but... is someone else is going to come on here and bring some energy. Exactly. And I'm super happy she's here. We're so happy to have Fortune Feimster yep. on our podcast. I've got questions. This is my new thing. I have questions for people. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra brands? And you're like, I like this about it, but not this. Or They're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. 
It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Loves Bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things. And it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. I can't wait to talk to, um, I can't wait to talk to uh, Little Misfortune Feimster. Fortunately, I was going to do a whole, for, nobody needs a pun, Leisha. No. Nobody um, needs a pun. We, no. we, um, we are about to have on as a guest, the most lovely person, Fortune Feimster. She really is. She is she's one of the nicest. A, yeah, right? She's one, she's truly one of the nicest girls I've ever met. Yeah. She's, is she, and she's always just been who she is. There's never yep. any errors. She could be the most famous person in the world where she can't and walk down the street. And she's on her way. Let's be real. She's and on she's her totally way. on her way, but she's always real. And I've always loved that about her. Yeah. She's grounded. Completely. And so funny. And she's just, she's really authentic. Like even the, even what you're laughing at with her, like all her stand up and stuff. It's authentic. It's authentically her, right? Yeah, yeah. She really lets you in, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Let's all laugh together about this thing." Is that a is that a southern thing? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure either. it's the way she was raised. She has a great mom. Yeah, she was raised very well. That one. Oh, well, let's bring her on. <laughs> How you doing, Fortune? I'm good. Good to see Hanging you. Guys. Hanging tough. Hanging tough. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> That's hey, I went kids. to that concert. I went to that concert in the nineties. It was an Same. amazing time. Right? Same. I cried. I cried. I was in love with Jonathan Knight. Me too. Wait, you're the only other person I know who is into Jonathan. The gays. Which one was that? It's the gays. Mm-hmm. Jonathan the was Jordan's brother. Jonathan and the Joey were one. like the two heartthrobs. And Jonathan no was Jordan's brother. And he was the shy guy always in the background. Mm-hmm. He was my favorite. And everyone in my class was like, you like Jonathan? Ew. Why don't you like Jordan? Why did you Joey? both like Jonathan? Is that is this rare? Probably because it's that like uh, closeted gay energy. Like, yeah, I, he had I was, like something. Uh, there was something effeminate about him. Mm-hmm. Like he was just very like he was just very like sweet and quiet. That was yeah. kind of like enigmatic in a weird way. We and, felt not threatened by his masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he was my favorite. Oh, I love that. Oh my god, I've fortune. I've met him. Because the other to... ones are so threatening. Wait, yeah. you met him? So I met him. He came to my show, one of my shows in New York. He's so nice. His, what? Boston accent is so thick. Really? I, like, I, I must have Boston never heard accent. you talk. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's yeah, so he, sweet. He, didn't he admit at some point, I think I read something years ago, where he admitted to having like extreme anxiety. 
Yeah, he was uh, like crippled at times by his yeah, just like thing. fear of the stage and the fame. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And so like looking back, it makes sense. But that's what I found so charming and adorable about him. Yeah. We wanted to Who hug knew? him. I know. He was so cute. And he went out with <laughs> Tiffany. Remember yeah. that? Like it was like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Alicia. This was not Guys, your I mean, I, I, I didn't fall asleep, but I was I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> There's people out there that are super into that. Oh, I'm sure. Trip down Please. memory lane. Not Leisha. Oh, though. I love him. Yeah, no, Leisha's like, uh-uh, I'm not into NKOTB. <laughs> I was also, I'm older than you guys. I was like smoking pot in New York. Already. Yeah, yeah. You we were, were at that cool. point. We were at the New Kids concert wearing their <laughs> <Yeah>. tour jackets. <laughs> um, speaking of growing up, I have a, this is my, this is one of my questions. Here it oh, comes. Okay. Okay. As a comedian, I've always wondered this. Okay. And. While you're growing up, do you realize and have a sense about your life and what's funny about it? Or do you look back later and you can find the humor in how how you were raised or yeah. what your experiences were? For me personally, it's yeah. lo- it's looking back. In okay. the, if I if I think back to how I was feeling in those moments, I was probably pretty insecure. I was probably embarrassed because I tell a lot of like stories about where I was being ridiculous, but I didn't know exactly. And Mm. but I definitely was not self aware of that ridiculousness back then. Okay, so like your whole because sweet and salty was so funny. Your stand up show on Netflix, thank you. And Mm. there was that whole swimming story, and Mm -hmm. I was like, did she know at the time it was funny? But you're like, no, I didn't. No, I. That's just like how I was. I was just like a chubby kid. I was obsessed with food and I sucked at swimming and I didn't, I didn't know that I needed to shave in order to wear one piece. Um, so I, there was a Bush situation going on and Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't aware of that. So it's more of like, (laughs) I just went through those times. I guess that's what build, you know, builds character. And sure. Uh, sure. G- gives you the confidence to grow up, to be able to mm-hmm. look back on those stories and find the humor and funny of it. Otherwise, once you get so past the trauma it, of it. Yeah, exactly. the tra- right. Exactly. So when does it mm-hmm. hit you? I guess, I don't know. It's such an, it, it, comedians are so interesting to me in this way. Like, I never mm-hmm. understand when it clicks to them, like, oh, I need to write these stories down. Or you just yeah. start saying them out loud and people are laughing at, I don't, how does it happen? Yeah, sometimes you don't know if a memory is funny or a story is funny because I tend to tell us stories. And uh, a lot of, sometimes it'll start with me telling a friend, like, oh my gosh, I, you know, that's like with that time I learned how to roller skate. I used to wear a karate outfit. And my friend's like, what? And you go, and I'm like, oh, was that, is that funny? And they go, they're like, yeah, that's hilarious. I go, oh, okay. And then you just kind of start mining it. You go, well, what was funny about it? And what what was I doing? And then you're kind of going back in your head. Like the swimming story started with uh, me doing a show back home. And I knew it was a local crowd. So I was like, what can, what can I tell them that they were in on? Like what experience in my life would they be like, oh, we know that place. Or we saw her do that thing. And I was like, oh, I was, I was on this. I think it started with one line. I was on the swim team. 
back in Belmont and I sucked. And they're like, yeah, you sucked. And you're like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, this is going well. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, and then I was like, oh, maybe there's something there. Cause they all like, it was a big laugh just from me saying I was on the swim team. I go, oh, if that was a funny memory for them, there must be fu- something funny here. Right. So when you first moved, when you first moved to LA, you were, a journalist first? I was going to ask that question. Oh, oh twinsies, sorry. you guys. Well, that's pants right there. Pants. We're all wearing the same pants. One leg yeah, at a time. Were inter- you were an entertainment journalist. Well, I started out, I moved to LA because I was a personal assistant first. I got a job working for an actress. Long story short, she spoke at my college graduation. She was a commencement speaker. I was the student speaker nerd and uh we hit it off she randomly by a series of events ended up hiring me to come be her assistant mm-hmm. and i was like sure why not to me Sounds it was just fun. like oh this is gonna be a fun life experience i'll probably end up back in New- uh, north carolina in like two years i moved out here to work for her and I sucked at being a, a personal assistant because <laughs> I'm not organized enough. And I was so young. I was like 20, almost 23. And I didn't know anything about L.A. That's when you saw the Thomas guides, like trying to yes. find out yeah. where you're going. The worst. Absolutely. The worst. Yeah. And, and so I stunk. But her neighbor was a journalist who covered a lot of events for the L.A. Daily News. And she's like, hey, I heard that you can write. I heard about your graduation speech. Uh, do you want to cover events for me? And I was like, sure, why not? So I just got like, she just had me start going to like movie premieres and events around LA and interviewing the, you know, uh, celebrities and whatnot. And then that led to this other um, company that uh, said, oh, we want you to do that for us too. So I was like, yeah, sure. But I'm doing all of this while still being an assistant. <laughs> Right. And then she's like, you forgot my laundry. Yeah, eventually mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, you're going to have to move along. That's And I was like, oh, yeah, that's this probably isn't the best. So uh, I ended up about a year and a half after being an assistant, uh, becoming a full-time journalist. Huh. So is that what you, did you want to be that? Mm-mm. What did you want to be when you were in college? What was your I mean, that's what was so plan. bizarre. It was like, if I had wanted to be a journalist, this was like, I had like, I was a professional entertainment journalist. I'm like, people go right. to school for this. It was very bizarre. I just happened to have a mom who was a teacher. So she was always like, like doing grammar exercises with me. She, we'd be like on family vacations and she'd be like, what's a conjunction? What's That's an really interjection? Smart. That's great. It's yeah. very smart. Would she proofread your papers when you would mm. have to write book reports? And yeah. Oh, that's so good. If I'd say, where's the, where, where's the, uh, food at behind the at you know she's always like mm-hmm. doing these things <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> or like so, can I go to the bathroom I don't know can you yeah like that sort of yeah. thing and then she so I didn't realize it had stuck so I'd never taken a journalism class and I just happened to be able to write and so uh it ended up being this really awesome career for like seven years it's not what I wanted to do but I was entertainment adjacent because I was interviewing celebrities, actors, directors, writers. So I got to really see into the world of entertainment. I think you guys, I even covered 
the L word. I even Shut I was gonna ask yes. you that. Yes, I went what, to where? Which what? one? For I, what? And I where? don't know. It was a later on season. I feel like and I don't know what season, but y'all had an event or a premiere at La Boheme, that restaurant. Oh my god, I remember this. Oh I my went god. there and I interviewed people. I probably Alicia interviewed. Was not, Alicia was not there. I was I there. Wasn't. And it I was probably interviewed you, Kate. <laughs> You maybe you'd had because it was for the last season. I interviewed like Sarah Silver and people that I'm colleagues with now. I like went on set to her show and interviewed That's her. Wild. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, so it was cool because I got to like, you know, just learn about the world and uh, talk to you people. You really got tossed into like into Seriously. like the LA lifestyle the moment. Yeah, you, you yeah. Landed, I was covering Oscars, you? Emmys, uh, Grammys. It was really cool. And then at night, I was going to the groundlings and taking improv classes and doing stand-up and ah, stuff. Ah, there it is. Okay, uh-huh. so when you were, so, okay, what made you want to do that? This is my question. So was, I was two years into LA and I really had a hard time making friends here for a while. I just was used to being from North Carolina where it was, you know, you make friends like everywhere. You go into a ga- Why gas you station. Me? I know, I should have just called me. You were like, like, yeah, oh. come over. Let's hang out. Oh my God. I, we I, I would have been your friend in a heartbeat. I would have loved that. I just, I had, I, I started, my confidence started to wane uh, mm. as I, the longer I was here. Cause I was like, oh, why does no one want to be my friend? And so it was, it was kind of like. Fortune, that's so sad. I would have been no. your friend, Fortune. I, I, I feel like you weren't putting out the right. I like wasn't putting out the right to let energy. people know you wanted friends. Maybe. I was putting or you were around the wrong people. There's maybe. no way people yeah. wouldn't just cling to you. I think yeah, I was putting agreed. out a um, shy energy. I was being very shy. Oh, okay, it, like yeah. I was being very introverted. It's and, overwhelming. Um, LA is yeah. overwhelming. It's hard. It was. And so I just, uh, I thought, I remember 2005 hit and I was like, I gotta do something about this. I gotta... I got to start putting myself out there. I got to try. And so I joined all these things like sports teams. And then I started taking improv at the Groundlings. And I truly just did it to try to make friends. And uh, wow! by that spring, I had all these new friends. And I discovered that I really loved comedy and improv. And it, and it quickly became a huge passion. I was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. Comedy like is like all the, the stars aligned. Yeah. And I came the out the girl. same year. So that was well, also a part, part of, of it. it. Yes. Yeah. And then the shy girl gaining the confidence to do stand up, mm-hmm. which is honestly, I, I, I was, um, I was taught by, I, I, I remember, do you know, Lewis Black? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He taught, um, I was at a, yeah, I was at a, a theater festival and he was teaching a course in, in comedy and he said, always start with the story. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of this course was at the end, then you get up and you, and you tell the story. Mm-hmm. in front of a group of people. It was the most horrifying experience I've ever had. So yeah. for you, the shy girl, to then get up and start doing stand-up, that's a real 180, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think the improv helped. It helped lay the groundwork because I think if I just started writing a stand-up, I would have been chewed up and spit out. I think I would have been mm. like, no, mm. I'm not doing that. But I got to really... Uh, I did improv for two years before I moved on to also try and stand-up. And I think it helped build confidence on uh, being on stage, being silly, not judging myself. So right. much of comedy is allowing yourself to look like an idiot yeah, and uh, being okay with that. And uh, so I learned that comfortability. So by the time I got to stand up uh, 2007, 
I was like, I can do this. If I get into a pickle, I can figure out how to dig myself out of a hole. That's what improv gives you is a shovel. I can dig myself out of this uncomfortable silence or whatever it is. Oof. That's the yeah. all right. So what's it? What's a trick? Did you have, a trick? Did you have to take? Did you have to take classes for stand up as well, or did you? Just, I wait. did. I ended up. I ended up taking a class because I didn't know how. I was like, I because people for for the those couple of years after I started improv, they were like, you 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 should do stand up, and I was like, but I don't I don't know how. And a friend came to a show of mine. And she was like, oh, take my friend's class. And then it was the same thing as you, Kate, where you do the, like at the end of it, you do, do a set, like a three minute Mm -hmm. set. And so I got to like for six weeks, just kind of like get up to a microphone. I didn't know what I was doing. And and the whole point was just to like, just try it without judgment. And then Mm -hmm. at least I think you just have to have some, some catalyst to actually be on stage and then at the end, we did a show at the uh, the comedy store. And, you know, it's a very supportive crowd. It's all your friends and people in your classes' friends. So it's mm-hmm. not that same vibe of like, boo! Right. It's um, still scary, though. You still have a <laughs> oh, bunch God. of eyes on you. Still scary, yeah. But I love the feeling of it. And after so that... So what are some tricks? Give me some tricks. Like, is there like a technical trick? To stand let's up? Let's say it's dead silence. Yeah, let's say you say something, it doesn't land. Um... I mean, you can, I, I always go the self-deprecating route. I, I mean, you know, mm. I, I just bombed on Saturday because uh, I, <laughs> I had done stand-up. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> I think I always say I bombed and then everybody else, oh, no, it was funny. Oh, I just were you trying out bomb. new material? I'm just very hard on myself. Um, was it new material? It was new. Some of it was new and some of it was new a year ago, but then obviously everything shut down. And so you're picking those jokes back up and you're trying right. to remember them. And mm-hmm. uh, the world's changed a lot in the last mm-hmm. year. So we're figuring out what people want to hear, what resonates with people. Cause who we are now versus who we were a year ago is very different in, in some regards. And uh, so we're just all navigating it again. And plus it's usually like, uh, this particular show was a drive-in show, so you're yelling at cars. You don't know. You feel <laughs> you like know if you're bombing, but not. you don't know. Uh, it's awful. Yeah. Wait, wait. Okay, that's what I was. Wait, hold on. So you did a show on Saturday. It was a drive-in <laughs> show. When people like it, do they honk? Uh, th- yeah, they can honk or or flick their lights, and you're that just like, so this is so bizarre. So but con- you know, so I don't. You don't leave those shows going. That was the greatest ever. Right. You're really, yeah. just, we're all just trying to get back into practice and talking. Um, mm-hmm. Stand up's all mm-hmm. rhythm. And it's uh, right. So, yeah, I go the self deprecating route. If something's not working or if it, it's quiet, you'll just be like, you call it out. You have to just kind of, you know, point out the elephant in the room. I'll be like, right. oh, well, this is uh, going exactly how I envisioned it this morning. <laughs> right. I actually right. put this on my vision board. Uh, suck ass <laughs> during stand up. <laughs> I really wanted to come up here and make a fool of myself tonight, yeah. and I did it. I'm really so, proud. Because even if your jokes aren't working, maybe you can be endearing to the crowd so that right. they're like, okay, maybe that whatever joke you're doing is not my favorite, but we like you. And so you at right. least it's have endearing. a, a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to right. star in your own project. Why is that not a 
already <sighs> happened. I'm Agreed. trying. You guys know Hollywood keep, is a keep real... going because I know, but it'll happen. You There's have no so way many characters in your to. back pocket that I see yeah. you play on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's just a, mo- a matter of time. I mean, well, I had I sold my I've sold several things. I've sold uh, a couple of sitcoms. I got to shoot one of them. This was like five years ago, though. That was based on my life. And we shot it for ABC. Uh, it was Tina Fey producing. And I played myself. And Annie Potts uh, from Designing Women played my and mom. this didn't yes. go? This is insane. It didn't go. It didn't go. It, you know, cause what it's idiot one, passed on what? that one? It's uh, one of those. Idiots. It was a great, fun show, too. And it was just one of those things where it was like the network had one spot. You got like 10 shows competing for right. one spot. So I think it was just bad timing, maybe. And so that was... The the closest I've gotten to having my own show was that. And then I've sold two movies to Am- Amblin um, where I would star in it or be one of the stars. And we just haven't... Movies take forever to try to get off the ground. And then I, we just wrote another movie that I would star in that we've been trying to get that situation. It's just like these things just Who's take we? forever. Do you have a writing partner? I have two guys uh, that I write with, uh, Jim uh, Freeman and Brian Jarvis. Right, We've written four of those things together. And wow. um, we were like, we got to get one of these things It'll happen, out Fortune. there. It'll, it'll really, happen. They're so funny and their voice is very unique. And then they team it up with mine and we write everything very female centered. Uh, mm-hmm. But where it's like you have women doing things you normally see men do which I really mm-hmm. like that. Like, Absolutely. like, why does it have to be the right, flip guys it on its head. doing this thing? Yeah. So I really hope we get an opportunity to, to put one of these things on its feet. Cause I think, I think people would like it. We'll see. So I'm trying, I'm trying is my point. <laughs> when you see the uh, like development of things and you're like, you know, you, you see the whole process, you mm-hmm. really realize it's amazing. Anything gets made in this town. I know. It's just like, it's the and when you hear boat. all the things they pass on, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, great, 100%. and great ones they pass on, too. Yeah. You're like, what do you want? Seriously. Do you have yeah. a copy of that? Your your sitcom? Uh, Yeah, somewhere. Do you ever share it? No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it's, you know, sitcoms are very um, formulaic. It's a setup punchline, setup punchline. It doesn't sure. feel maybe as natural as... um just you being yourself in a single cam so maybe right. maybe it's like oh that idea was meant to be in some other capacity oh. so i'm playing around with that at some point can too. you ever get it back and rework it or is once you someone doesn't buy it do they just kind of own it and they own they pretty much own it because they pay sucks. they pay a lot of money to make these pilots i mean you're talking like a couple million dollars wow and, and then uh, they just keep it in a warehouse somewhere and, and they're like just, yeah you yeah. can't have it back it's in the graveyard with all the other right. projects, like, but um, unbelievable. Yeah, it's still my story. I mean, that, that particular p- version of that story, I don't need to retell it in that way, but I can still obviously take my story and tell it in another way. So it's and it's also about <laughs> what's been interesting with my career. I'm lucky now. I'm getting a lot of opportunities, but for a long time, a lot of people didn't know what to do with me and they didn't hire me because they were like, you're different and you sound mm. different and you look different. And at that, and at that time that was a negative thing. And so I started writing these projects as a way to try to get myself cast in things. That was sure my, absolutely. Um, 
my to way show of, them who you yeah. were. And so it worked because uh, the even though my sitcom didn't get picked up, that's what led to me being on the Mindy Project. Right. Oh, yeah. The really. One, one of the writers, uh, because it was Tina Fey's crew, yeah. the whole 30 Rock crew, um, they are really, that that writing staff was really tight. So they oftentimes go help each other on various projects. And uh, so we had a bunch um, in our writer's room that week uh, that we shot, we had a bunch of 30 Rock writers come help us. And uh, one of those writers, Lang uh, Fisher, uh, who wrote uh, Never Have I Ever with Mindy it's, uh, on Netflix, yeah. Uh, she recommended me to Mindy. She's like, ah, oh, I just did this. And that song. was a big break know. for you, right? That was a big break. Because I had done Chelsea for four years. So everyone knew me in the, the comedy world. And That's, like, where That's, That's where I knew you. That's where I knew you too. Was yeah. From Chelsea. But Mindy's show um, was the first big acting. My, I, Even though I'd done a few like guest spots, she was the one that really opened up the acting world. Yeah. So I'd, I'd started doing a lot more acting after that. It's all about who you know and meeting people yes. and everybody knows everyone and da 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 What like, was it oh. like working with Kristen Wiig? I want to know that. Oh my gosh. I like just a, watched that movie. A dream. It's amazing. <laughs> a dream. She's a dream. I had met her bef- several times. Uh, I had tested for SNL back in the day, 2009, 2010. Um, How out was New- that? <laughs> oh, so nerve wracking. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, they fly you out to do it in the studio with Lauren and everyone staring at you. And nobody um, laughs, right? Yeah, they give you some chuckles. I mean, they they were all very nice. I mean, and it's cool to just get to do it. It's cool sure. to be in that camp of people sure. being Absolutely. seen. Um, so she came to a show of mine uh, in between the two tests at the Growling. She, she and Lauren. Was she and in the audience watching your audition? Uh, not not for the audition, no. Oh, okay. It's just the writers. Well, then, I think, how did right? she? She came. She came to the Groundlings. Uh, because uh, I tested one summer, uh, two thousand nine. They came to a show like January of like two thousand ten, uh, to scout, and then I came back that summer of two thousand ten. So she came to that show at the Groundlings. Wow. So mm-hmm. I met her there first, and she it was so nice, and she was like. I did this Girl Scout character where I ate all the cookies, and uh, <laughs> and I was being interrogated. I was being interrogated like you know, like I was in jail. When I had chocolate all over my face, and uh, I had a book bag where I kept hiding the cookies because <laughs> they'd be like, "Did you?" They'd be like, "Matina, did you eat the cookies?" I was like, "No, I don't know who ate the cookies." And uh, she she came up to me afterwards and she was like, "I was staring at your book bag the whole time." She's like, "That's my childhood book bag." I'm like, "What?" And she was like. Uh, she's like, I'm telling you from like the age of five till I graduated high school, that was my book bag. And she, when she was in the growling, she like just got rid of it. They have like a costume closet. She just threw it in there and you, oh, everyone shit. could go up there and use costumes. And uh, she was like, I just kept staring because that's like my entire childhood was like <laughs> right in front of my face. I was like, that's Fantastic. so funny. Wow. And, and then I met her um before Barb and Star. I we I play her best friend um on the an animated show called Bless the Hearts. It's on Fox. And so I'd met her at a few of table reads. And um so I got to know her there. And then Barb and Star was just like the greatest oh, experience. Yes. Because 
I read the script and I was like, I was on a plane going to some city for shows and I was crying reading the script. Yeah. And I was like, how are they going to pull this bonkers movie off? Like, I was like, it could either be fantastic or like <laughs> the biggest piece of crap. And they did it. They pulled it off. And we, yeah, I, didn't know, did. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that that's what they were going to be dressed like. I didn't know that's what they were going to sound like. And they start talking like this Barbie star. And yeah, oh my gosh. Barbie star. You <laughs> just yeah. finished that. You just finished that when you came to work on the L Word last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was right. I was uh, like, tell me everything. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, uh, we finished it right before everything shut down. And then, uh, and, and I was like, oh, I can't wait. I, I was just so excited for it to come out in theaters because it's one of those movies you want to laugh with, like everybody and be like, right. look how stupid and crazy and funny yeah. this is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were really bummed, like everybody else, with all the other gazillion projects that it, you know, it was supposed to come out last summer. It got pushed. And finally, they were like, we just got to put it out. We just got to release it. We can't wait for because who knows what's happening with theaters. But people, a lot of people love it. And it's really cool to see. I loved it. People. Amazing. Uh, just have a fun ride. You know, Fortune, <sighs> I still think you would have made a great Shane. Remember last year? <laughs> right. on set? I know. I kept buying to be the, the sexy Shane. I'm uh, all about it. Come but, you know, c- why come not? and take over. I'm yeah, all for it. Come on. That's okay. Get out of here. I'm hey, listen. <laughs> I, 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 like I said last Get year, I hand here. you I hand you the I hand you, you know, I hand you the, 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 the gavel. It's all yours. <laughs> that was the um, best part about about the, uh getting to do that with you guys is I was basically paid to come hang out with you guys and eat snacks. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. That was some good crafty last year. Oh yeah. Wasn't it? It, it was, was like great. walking into like a Gelson supermarket. Everything yeah, we can't was just touch it anymore. And, no. I know. Craft services is really different. You're not missing days. anything. You're like, oh, no. I want an apple. You hope they choose the right kind. You know, it's yeah. you, there's no more touching anything. But back then we had they would just dump a bunch of ice cream on the oh, table. Yeah. And I was like, remember the popsicles day? Yeah, I was like, yeah, the popsicles. When did your ice cream dance? When did your ice cream dance come come in your life? Yeah, I want to say like four years ago. It's uh, I went to Disney uh, Disneyland with Jillian Bell. Uh, she's yep. one of my best friends and uh, we went out there and we were, it was really hot and we, they wanted to watch the parade and I was like, all I right. Love I love her by the way too. Another oh, she, hilarious, hilarious woman. Oh my she's God. She's awesome. She's so great. We laugh all the time. And she's your best friend. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We've been neighbors in two different neighborhoods uh, for the last 12 years. Yeah. And uh, that's really cute. And and best friends. I had like an uncomfortable moment with her. I I used to have this mailbox in Van Nuys. Uh huh. And I went to mail something one day, and she was standing there in front of me, and I was like, (gasps) and I was like, I have to say something. And I was like, Hey, um, you're like the funniest person alive. And she's like, Thanks, (laughs) because I just watched her in Eastbound and Down, and I like I fangirled. I fangirled. She she was really sweet to me, but I think she was also like that. Everyone was here to do my mail. I'm sure she was very flattered. She she's surprisingly yeah. shy sometimes. Oh, uh, she was lovely. Yeah, she's the best. We, yeah, her sister. She and her sister are very close, and her sister's a good friend of mine too. So we're almost like sisters. At, at, it feels more like a sister relationship where I don't always get. We don't always get to see each other, 
because in normal times we're both, I'm either on the road all the time or she's filming, but we always like, she'll FaceTime and it's like no right. time's passed. We are neighbors, so we'll do the backyard hangs during the pandemic. And, awesome. uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so hangs. we went to Disneyland and it was hot and I was like, well, if I'm going to, if y'all are making me watch this parade, then I'm getting some ice cream. So I got some ice cream and the parade starts going by and it's uh, all that Disney music. And I start, da- I didn't even realize that I was eating my ice cream and dancing and twirling around <laughs> and Jillian's sister, Brianna started filming me and, uh, she sent me the video later and I, I started dying laughing at myself. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm just like, this is hilarious. And, um, I posted it and people were like, oh my God. So every Do time, it again. yeah, people kept going. I would go to like a new city. Where's the ice cream dance? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you even that obsessed with ice cream or did it just turn into a, in, into a shtick? It just kind of turned into, I mean, I love, I love ice cream, but it's, yeah, not, like it it's but not like I wake it, up and eat ice cream. Like I'm dying for ice cream. Like it maybe I it's mean, not I have like 10 snack. pints That's in my freezer that have been there for like seven months. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like, like I'm exactly. eating it constantly. Yeah, right, all right. freezer burn that you have yeah. to like scrape mm-hmm. off like the top 10 layers. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I get it. Same here. And, and then when I was really touring a lot people wanted me to like you got to try this place and like they were very proud of their city's ice cream whatever whatever their place is you know and uh oh right yeah it was part part of that Mm -hmm. that sounds pretty great you could just have like an ice cream show i know well again i (laughs) i've tried several things we tried to pitch and I, i think where like when i'm touring that i go into an ice cream place and uh do a thing on that and that didn't get any traction and I don't oh know what's one wrong of, with one Hollywood. Of these, one of these will hit. I'm sorry. I wouldn't watch an ice cream show. I mean, <laughs> Me I'm too, like ice cream. Right? I, like, I want to watch you explore the There's world. ways around it. So like, yeah. why, I, I want to see an ice cream show. I want to see all the great ice cream spots around the country. That's what the I want around the that are unique. Yeah. I was like, all people love diners and drive-ins. And, diners and, know, I just watched diners and drive-ins over the holiday. And it was such a dick. It was so addictive. And I didn't need it, but I loved it. Yeah. So we were kind of like, why not highlight like cool ice cream and dessert shops across exactly. the U.S.? Yeah. And uh, we made like a fun sizzle reel. And oh, um, they yeah, weren't down for it. it just didn't well, get them because people kept going, well, what is but what's it about? And I'm like, oh, ice shit. cream, fucking ice cream. People, what do you think it's, it's about? They all want a hook, Christ. you know, everybody wants yeah, a, hook. Ice cream. That's a hook. And you're like, Wait, hold on a second. Wait a second. At diners and drive-ins is about a guy who like goes throughout the country and he finds diners, no mm-hmm. dives, I think, and and and, and diners oh, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what he does, right? He just goes to different states around the country and finds spots that you wouldn't know about. Yeah. What the fuck? It's about ice cream. Well, they I kept don't understand wanting me to how dig deeper. Find hook. They dig deeper. They, where did you yeah, go? Okay, okay wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. I know how to dig deeper. It brings happiness. Ice cream brings exactly. happiness. It does. The, it makes your sad day happy. It's the treat at the end of a long work week, whatever and the hell it may be. And after guess, a game or a sport, you know, a sports event, you like well, go get ice cream. 
Yeah, I guess for those shows, their big thing is how do we make this into like 500 episodes? And they're, you I go guess around the fucking country with all the different ice cream shops and you find ice cream for different, that, that's, <laughs> oh my God, that's, you, that's, you know, I think you relatable need to, take to us different to your places. Next pitch. Yeah, can you guys call Hollywood yes. and tell them? Happily. Can I just, just come into the meeting with you? With you? Please. Because I don't like this absurd logic. We'll just sit behind you quietly. And when they start saying these idiotic things, that's It should be on the Food Network. It should, it could be on, um, I would love it. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are the questions? What's up, Kate and Lisa? This is Megan Roseman from Hickory, North Carolina. Just wanted to send all the love and thanks to you two for doing this podcast. It's been one of my saving graces during this pandemic. Hi, Fortune. I know you're from Belmont, North Carolina, which is close to Hickory, where I'm from. Now that you live in Los Angeles, what are some southern comforts that you miss from back home? Um, I'll just end this by saying that you make North Carolina proud, Fortune. Aww. Who is that cute? I love the South. Uh, I love everyone in Me the too. South. Just, just real like, oh, hi, y'all. I love oh, it. So I'm a sucker so for what it. Are some, I'm curious. What are the comforts of the South? The comforts of the South. I mean, you definitely have to find some biscuits here in uh, uh Where do you find those? Can you find them? Mm, there's not. I mean, sometimes you just have to go to Popeye's, to be honest. <laughs> really? Uh, there's not a lot of great biscuits. I feel like the biscuits out here, like they make them really big and hard. You're like, are they supposed it, to be soft and spongy? They're supposed to be like at least fluffy. They're like they need to be fluffy and like melt in your mouth kind of situation, Inside. not like a scone. You don't want mm, a scone, you know right. what I mean? No, no, scones are. So I haven't found. Oh man, there's a place in Palm Springs that's got really good biscuits, uh, but I can't remember the name of it. That doesn't help her uh, here in LA. Uh, sometimes I, I have a rocking chair and I sometimes go out on my porch. No and way. I, and I sit on a rocking chair. You have chair. a porch? I mean, uh, well, I have a backyard. Or you just have a driveway. I have and a you little just, like, put the rock- baby <laughs> front the porch. <laughs> I, I have That's a little adorable. baby front porch. What does it look like? Um, it's a, looks like a little baby front porch. No, no, you're, you, <laughs> you're rocking chair. Rocking chair. <laughs> 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 it's just you know it's kind of older it's brown and uh, is it from from your real life or did you go buy it is it from did you bring it with you a friend of mine that i lived with years ago uh it was hers and she's like i'm not gonna be able to take this with me do you want it i was like heck yeah so it's come it's been in like four different places with me now it's good it's it's a little dirty right now i need to go rock on it but that always reminds me of home what about sweet tea do you have sweet tea and the Carolinas, um, or is that further south? Sweet tea is a big thing in North Carolina. People oh, love, love sweet, sweet tea. tea. And oh, it's, it's different. So like here in LA, people just add some sugar to tea that's not the same. Oh, uh, it's not? You have, okay. It's, it's not? not the same okay. t- taste. What you have to do is you have to uh, make the, when the tea's hot, when you first um, pour it, you got to yeah. put the sugar in then when it's hot. Oh. And, and it like... Okay does something where it like What's the difference? Bec- it becomes one 
it's just it's well it and it's a it. lot of sh- and it's a lot it, of sugar uh, here people right. put like a little if they like they put like a little, a little stevia a little stevia not, in the, yeah in that's the, not enough that's tea. like uh and LA. it sinks to the bottom because your tea's cold mm. okay yeah exactly so with the when it's warm it, it just all becomes one thing and it's like but it's very sweet so now oh, it's now so it's good. too sweet for me almost and that's saying a lot uh, uh, but I did. I worked in uh, Atlanta when uh, for a period of time, and all I drank was sweet tea. Yeah, it's good. And it was on every menu and every every place you went. If you order tea, that's what you're getting. You uh, don't get it. Uns- you have to ask specifically for unsweetened tea. Oh, okay. oh wow! Um, so it's backwards. But uh, I also my house also has two like some some nice trees in it in the yard. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not in not in the house, but in the yard, I, and I and I purposely did that when I got this house a long time ago. I did that because it reminded me of home. That's and, adorable. Uh, so Sweet. it doesn't feel like I'm in LA when I'm at my house because of, of the trees. You hear bird? You hear birds chirping? And I bird, should grow some corn. Mm-hmm. I should grow uh, some so corn yeah, in those my backyard. Kind of things. Uh, and uh, and I call my mom. That's, I mean, truly, that reminds me of home more than anything. Mm. So, so cute. you know, her, her thick call southern accent. Got, gotta call mom. Mm-hmm. All right, What's do we have another question? one? Hi, Kate. Hi, Lisa. This is Brandy calling from Florida. First of all, I just want to say that I look forward to a new episode of Pants every single week, and I absolutely adore you both. I'm really excited to see that Fortune Seamster is going to be a guest. I first watched her sweet and salty stand-up special when the pandemic hit last year. And much like the Pants podcast, it has definitely provided me with some much-needed laughter and comfort during this really weird and difficult time. So before I say anything else, I just want to thank all three of you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. And now for my question. Fortune, I know you just got married last year. Congratulations. I think you and your wife are the sweetest couple ever. And I was just curious to know how the two of you met. Great question, right. Brandy. Great question, Brandy. And thank I was you for everything you, how, you how said. Ja- yeah. yeah, thank you. I was going to ask you how Jax was doing. She's good. She's good. We, uh, yeah, we, um, we're going on almost six years now. Uh, I can't believe Congratulations. it. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. I never thought right I on. would find a good one. Uh, you found a great one. She's an awesome <laughs> yeah. girl. Oh, thanks, God. Yeah, she's, a she's rad just a girl. couple of times I've met her. I'm like, she's 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 the real deal. She's yep. lovely. I met her in I met her in Chicago uh, at Chicago Pride, actually. Um, oh, really? Yeah, you never know. I mean, I, you right. know, you never think that anything significant will come out of those Pride events. <laughs> it's more of what just year? Like a, Wait, what year? What year? That would have been. 2015. Six years ago. Alicia, Alicia, you and I were at Chicago Pride. Was it the same year? Oh, it might have been that same year. I'm oh, like, shit. Were, was oh, it the boom. same year? We were I feel at Chicago like we Pride. Is that when we got other. on a motorcycle? Yeah. Or was that, that different? Been, uh, or was that that year no, before? No, that's what I'm talking about. I don't that's know the which one? year that Anyway, was. I'm not trying to take away from your yeah, story. I'm anyway, just hoping it would Jax. be a happenstance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but sorry. It, well, it was, I think this, it was uh, at the Backlash Backlot Bash, which is their big that lesbian event there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so she just, she walked up, it, you know, because I had uh, I'd come out late in life. And also, I'd, you know, when you come out later, I feel like you kind of date, you make all the mistakes in dating 
then that you were supposed to make like uh, in high school. Yuck. And yeah. so I was making a lot of mistakes. Okay. Yeah. And, like what? Uh, just dating the wrong people or <laughs> dating know, like, people that. Like what kind of wrong? Like, you're growing what kind up. Of wrong? You're yeah. growing like, up. Like or, growing up or, very quickly. Were they mean? Were they like what straight? No, I was dating people that didn't want to commit. Ah. Was my biggest thing. Okay. That was huh. uh, so I was like looking for something more significant, and the people that were dating that I was dating were always like kind of looking for the next best thing. Gotcha. <laughs> right. You feel it when you yeah. know when you're like they're dating someone and you feel like they're looking over your shoulder. Oof. Yeah. That, Awful. Yeah. It was a lot of those kind of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I met her. You know, everyone was like, "You'll find it when you least expect it." And uh, I really had kind of just given up that, not like given up on dating, but I'd given up on like, the, like just being worried about it. And then sh- truly she just walked up and uh, we started talking and uh, her friend had knew me from something and we were, you know, got a picture and then I kept running into her all night and we just hit it off and have basically, you know, started dating pretty soon after that. That's adorable. So she was the so she was the direct one and was like, "Hey, um, well, she had a few to drink that night. Okay, which well, it's okay. She had some liquid courage, regardless. <laughs> you know, yeah, and liquid helps, courage. But... I had some liquid courage myself. Um, and uh, yeah, I just uh played my cards right, and we so we just. But she it, wanted to were, meet you. She came up to you. Well, her she friend was wanted to. She was like, kind of just oh, her like, friend her friend wanted to meet you? Like, to take a picture. Oh. And uh, and Jax had been drinking. I was like, who cares? Like, just like, <laughs> t- ask her a picture. <laughs> who cares? And uh, her friend was like, I'm too shy. And then so Jax was like, come on. Got it. And it was kind of that thing. Uh, but it's good I, that you, um, it's good that you, you, that you had, you know, genuinely just kind of released out to, you know, the universe, yeah. whatever have you. It's like, I'm okay. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't need this. I'm not looking for anything. Because the moment you stop genuinely looking, yeah. it comes. It's like that you have to relax. Your, relax. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to relax your way into it. Someone told me that once, and it's the truth. Yeah. And you, you can't have fake to, it. You have to You have to really yeah, have that. Can't force genuinely, it. Yeah, you have to genuinely mm-hmm. be in that place. And, and I had worked on myself and uh, issues, and I had to be in a place, too, of like, knowing my worth and knowing mm-hmm. what you'll put up with in dating. If you're, will- Absolutely. if you're willing to be with the people that don't want to commit, that says something about where you're at. Yep. Uh, and yes, so ma'am. I finally put my foot down and said, I want more than that. And so I kind of got out of that space and I think it truly opened it up so that I could meet someone like Jax. And so right. there were no learn, games. You don't need... You don't need to learn. You have to. You don't have to compromise. Exactly, and and the difference with her, there was no games. There were no. It was. I knew she wanted to be with me. She knew I wanted to be with her. It was just like easy, and it's it's truly uh, six years in the easiest relationship. I mean, we we have our ups and downs like anybody here and there, but we work things out so smoothly, so quickly. We respect each other. She's awesome. She's just like. The best. And so like yeah, we got married partner. in October. Yeah, we got married in October. We're like, what are we waiting on? Let's do right. this. Ah, uh, would you? Yeah. Would you love it? Would you give Jaxar love? Yes, when for sure. Do, when we're she done loves with you guys. Yeah, she's oh, awesome. She's a sweetheart. Just an. I can't wait to sweetheart. all hang out when we can. Yeah, she got to. Jesus she Christ. got to hang out with everybody at the 
rap party. Rap party. Yeah, we hung the, out for a bit, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, so she, she had it. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Do we have another one, Melissa? Hi, everyone. This is Natalie. Uh, Fortune, Kate, and Leisha, the three of you speaking on this podcast right now is making all of my lesbian dreams come true. So thank you. And my question is for all three of you. It's a screw, Mary kill situation, but food edition. So screw, Mary kill, pancakes, French toast, and waffles. Love you all. What? Okay. Screw, Mary kill breakfast foods? Yeah. 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 Okay. Pancakes. What are they? Pancakes, waffles, and waffles and French toast. Okay. I'm gonna marry some French toast. I think I'm ready. Um, I'm marrying okay. French toast. I'm killing French toast. <gasps> really? Killing you hate her. Okay. <laughs> Who are you gonna kill, Kate? No, no. Then you have to go screw. I would screw. Um, um I would screw me some pancakes. I'm all about the pancakes too, but not all the time. I'd rather have French toast, right? Hmm. I'm going to screw a pancake. I'm going to screw a pancake, too. Who are you going to marry, I'll... Fortune? You didn't answer I'm that gonna one. I'm going to marry me some waffles. Okay. Mm, really? I'm going to mm. kill a waffle. Mm. I am, too. I don't need a waffle. Nope. More for me. Fine. Done. I get Then I get to have your French toast. Look at that. It's balanced. Fortune, you're the greatest. <laughs> you, you, really are, are, you guys are the you're best. You're such a lovely, lovely person and you're so talented you and we wish you oh, all the mm-hmm. best. Like, I hope one of these goddamn projects goes because you deserve to it be. It will go. It will I know. Go. It's going to be the right one. It's going to be the right one with the right people who see the value. By the way, let's not act like fantastic. you're suffering. I appreciate some, it. Some, like, you're, like you're unemployed. You're like no. the busiest person ever. <laughs> well, it's because I have my I hands mean, in so many different yeah, things. I'm I always mean, just trying that's to. Great. You know, yeah, you're hustle, doing hustle, great. Hustle, but I'm saying hustle, one of yeah. these one of these projects that you're really like passionate about. Well, it's it would happen. I'm I, I I'm often playing the sidekick or whatever the thing. It really would be fun just to get to be a bigger part of a sure. movie or you know just to get to show people a bit a little bit more about about me and me, which was yeah. what I really loved getting to do my Netflix special it was a whole hour of me getting yeah. to perform, and I, I haven't really gotten to do that much. So it would be cool to take that and do it more into the acting. Yeah, and if well, fortune, everyone should watch much, Sweet and much, Salty. Also, it's so yeah, funny. And fortune, and, and fortune you. to much, much success, and to health, and and and, and 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 I look so forward to when we can all hang out. And, and let's go get some ice cream together. Let's yeah, do it. I want to be in your let's dancing video. Let's go get ice video. cream. Me too. Please. I've, I have to take you to Water Ice. Have you had a Water Ice? I need to take oh, you to Water no. Ice. I should take you to Happy Ice over on Melrose because that's what I grew up with, Water Ice. And we you and I can do a little dance outside of Happy Ice. Let's do it. I miss Done. you guys. I miss you. Done. It's getting big, warmer out. It's going to happen. virtual hug for now. Big one. Virtual uh. hug. Love you, Fortune. We'll Boom. see you soon. Love you guys. Thanks okay. for having me on. You of course, it. always. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kate Menig, and Leisha Haley, produced by Melissa D. Montz. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS and graphics are by Love Fox. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.